With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If you're listening to this podcast, you're likely from the state of Iowa or spent a great deal of time in the state of Iowa, still live in the state of Iowa. And if you live in Iowa, there's Iowa corn and there's Iowa pork. I want to thank the Iowa Pork Producers for becoming a sponsor of the HN Podcast. The organization's roots dates back to the 1930s. 70 county associations across this great state of Iowa, more than 4,000 affiliate and social members. Every pork producer, regardless of size, has a voice in the Iowa Pork Producers. Listen, we all love pork. I mean, bacon? Pork? Come on. That's a good enough place right there. Heck, I prefer a pork chop to a steak any day of the week if it's an Iowa chop. Visit their website, iowapork.org. They have an all about pork section, the best breaded pork tenderloin contest, best food facts, cooking and nutrition, so many different things. Again, check out their website, iowapork.org. Put some pork on your fork already. HN Podcast, Miller and Dace. Thank you to Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, Exile Brewing Company, as well as Iowa Pork Producers for sponsoring this edition of the HN Podcast. Steve and I have made our picks for Week 11, and sadly, I guess this means we have to turn the page on Week 10, a week, Steve, that I'd just as soon bask in the glow of forever. I've watched the Iowa-Ohio State game a total of five times. That's not a joke. And... I've actually started to try and do some video posts from it or write about it, but I just get caught up in the holy crapness of that game. I I don't know. That's maybe I'm just weird, but that's a once in a lifetime thing. I think I just witnessed. It might be certainly the manner in which Iowa. Did. That's really it. It's not okay. Yeah. I was beating good teams before they will again. It's the man. I got a little trend, by the way. Yeah, a little tease. Uh-oh. I have I have the greatest trend I've ever unveiled in the history of this podcast, and it involves your Iowa Hawkeyes coming up later on. Whoa, are we going to sprinkle some frosting tonight? We might. We might sprinkle some frosting. I'm telling you, it's it is the most unbelievable trend I've ever uncovered in my breaking down handicapping career. Yeah, in your gambling and, career, yeah. And, and <laughs> handicapping, <laughs> handicapping, John. And it involves your Hawkeyes. That's amazing. And, think, and it's worth it's worth hanging around for. I promise. This but, is not well. It's clickbait, but this is worthy of clicking on. I promise. Well, I, and I have no idea what you're talking about, which is how we do these things. I, I I still think some people think we get together and put an outline together. No, we're doing what we've always done, which is very little preparation, uh, and we just riff. And speaking of that, you'd sent me a text that you wanted to make a couple of changes on your picks, and since. 
We had no, 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 no. I I had the wrong home team and stuff is what I meant. Okay. Well, I was going to tell you that even if you did, since I hadn't seen them, it's not a dude code violation regardless. But now with you saying what you said, what games were they? Like I had, I had, I originally in the list I gave you, I had Purdue. And forgive me, I'm I've been on antibiotics for three days yeah, to cover tell. sinus infection. Yeah. So today I can actually talk. Um, I, I had Purdue as the uh, home team, for example. Yes. They're not. Northwestern is. Okay. I had Kansas State or West Virginia as the favorite. They're not. Kansas State is. So those were just a couple errors I made. Okay. Well, given that, I need to. Okay. So I had I picked Northwestern anyway. So I'm not going to change that. Let me look at my Kansas State prediction. So Kansas State is the one and a half point favorite, right? Yes. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not making any changes. So, okay. all right, let's 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 move along. Uh, Washington, uh, eight point road favorite at Stanford. I just, I don't know. Stanford's a proud program. I don't. This year, they are not going to get anywhere near the heights that program is accustomed to. Washington has a lot to play for. I'm going to go ahead and put eight points on Washington to cover. Washington to cover. Yeah, we're, I'm going the other way on this, and I'm putting eight points on it. It's a massive revenge game for Stanford. They suffered maybe the most humiliating loss of the David Shaw era Era on a Friday night in Seattle a year ago. If Wisconsin's resume is not the most overrated in the country, Washington's is, you know, I, I'm, I was fine with the committee not putting my Wolverines in and saying it's because their best record was Rutgers. I'm fine with that. What I'd like to know then is why Washington's in the top ten when their best win is Colorado. Do you know why? Mm-mm. Neither do I. Because they were there last year, probably. Yeah, that, that's my point. It, it doesn't make any sense. So I think Stanford here, and I'm sprinkling a little frosting hmm. on the money line, I think Stanford wins the game straight up. Oklahoma, by the way, don't run out of frosting before we get to the Iowa-Wisconsin game. I will not. I will not because, trust me, this trend is gonna it's gonna knock your sock off. <laughs> Dude, this is the biggest tease we've ever had. Um, Oklahoma is at home against TCU. They're a seven point favorite. That's good enough for me. I'll put seven on the Sooners. Uh, you're gonna do something different though. Yeah, we're over two right away. I'm putting eleven on TCU. It is a well known handicapping axiom when the team with the better defense is getting points, you always take it. Plus, Gary Barnett, you know, we talked about this earlier in the year when they played Oklahoma State on the road, is me and everyone else was all over Oklahoma State for the way they started the season. But remember, I had that trend, Gary Patterson 10-2 and two, uh, against the spread in a revenge spot. Well, this is a double revenge spot. So I, I like TCU, and I think they're going to win the game straight up too, actually. So I, I think this is going to be a carnage. I just want to say this up front. I think it's going to be a carnage weekend in college football. Hmm, I, I like I like the sounds of that. Um, by the way, those old handicapping axioms, I'd really love yeah. to. I'd lo- I'd love to know the trends on how those actually play out. Because if they were you know, if they were um, above fifty five percent accurate, then that's all you'd have to do to bet, and you'd be a wealthy individual. Well, where they get you is most guys don't have the discipline to just bet those things. Let's right. face it. Right. We want to show we're the smartest, we're the coolest. Come up with something new. Well, that's the whole you know reason. We, that's the whole reason yep. we do this episode of the podcast. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Because yeah. <laughs> if, if we didn't do this podcast, we'd be losing our mortgages trying to do it in our personal lives. So Possibly. Possibly. We both left that behind in the 90s, I think. Um, Oklahoma State is at Iowa State. And Oklahoma State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Again, for those of you just listening to this for the first time, we take the uh, opening lines of the week at VegasInsider.com, the consensus line. So Iowa State's getting six-and-a-half at home. The weather forecast isn't great. Oklahoma State rarely plays in environments like this where the temperatures are below 40 degrees. Footballs are harder. They're a team that likes to play uh, long ball quite a bit. They don't have a defense. Iowa State does. I'm putting six points on Iowa State, and I won't be shocked if the Cyclones win this game outright. Yeah, you and I see this exactly right. There's there's two th- reasons I think we're going to have carnage in college football this weekend, John. One is top teams on the road. Uh, you know, three of them in the top ten on the road. Uh, the other is we have several teams where motivation now becomes a factor, where their preseason goals are blown. And I think this is one of those games. Oklahoma State's preseason dreams of the playoffs essentially were blown out of the water by Baker Mayfield a week ago. You go on the road here, again, this is the team with the better defense getting points. They're at home. You mentioned the weather. Um I'm with you. I got 10 points here on the Cyclones. And again, third game in the row. I'm sprinkling a little money. I'm sprinkling a little on the money line here. Hmm. I think they're going to win the game straight up. That would be a pretty amazing season for Iowa State if they were to And if they win this game, by the way, they'll have beaten Oklahoma State, TCU, and Oklahoma head-to-head. As long as West Virginia loses one more game. Iowa State would go into the final two weeks of the season as um, the only Big 12 team that truly controls its own destiny to get to the championship game. How about that? That would be amazing. Um, The saying, control your own destiny, I mean, if it's your destiny, do you really control it or not? I appreciate it. That's a good point. You like that? Yep. I mean, you're, you're, not the, you're, not, you're, you're not the first one to drop that one. It just dawned on me recently. Um, Notre Dame, minus three. Uh, at Miami, I think Notre Dame is the much more physical football team. I think Miami has been – hey, they've had a great season thus far. Uh, maybe reminiscent a little bit of the 2002 Buckeyes, the Luckeyes. They have, they have overcome some pretty long odds at times in games when it didn't look like they would, would win, but they have. So I tip my cap to them. I just think Notre Dame's a much tougher team, and I, I think Notre Dame will cover this three points. I'm putting five on the Irish. I think, well, again, we, we started off not agreeing with the last game. We read it exactly the same. Same here. Um, Miami's defense, actually, its run defense is pretty mediocre. Its pass defense is really good. But Notre Dame's game is they average over 300 yards rushing a game without running the triple option. And they played – a pretty quality schedule in that regard as well. I don't think there's much of a home field advantage here for Miami. All the uh, the Catholic transplants that live down in Florida, I think there'll be plenty of Notre Dame fans there. I think Notre Dame wins the game, uh, and I will lay the three points, put six on the Irish. The Catholic transplants in Florida. A lot of retirees, man. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Wazoo, Washington State, is a one-point favorite. 
at Utah. And again, with the physical, I don't feel super confident on this, but the physicality of Utah is something I can't overlook as a home team against a much more finesse Washington State team. Only putting one on Utah, but I will take the Utes. I'm uh, I'm sprinkling on the money line here. I'm going 12 on Utah. I think they will win the game straight up for all the reasons you just articulated. Also, Washington State, we've seen them in this spot before. Big win at home against USC. On the road the next week against Cal. Meltdown. Utah is a lot better than Cal. I think they win the game straight up. Next game in our rundown, Alabama on the road, 14.5-point favorites at Mississippi State. Bama hurt me last week against LSU, but Mississippi State doesn't have a defense on par with LSU's, in my opinion. I'd put 14 points on the tide. I wish I wish it was 13 and a half, but the hook I got to give it up. That's fine. I'll still do it. 14 on the tide. You know, this is an interesting game because Alabama has a lot of injuries right now, uh, particularly on defense. And you know, we we've seen Mississippi State play three physical defenses. Against LSU, they blew them out. But that was an LSU team that was still kind of finding itself early in the year. Against Auburn and Georgia back-to-back, they got blown out. So, now, last week, I would take the effort they had. That was a look-ahead game, sandwich game. This has been the home game they've been looking forward to in Starkville all year long. Um, I'm going to take Mississippi State. I, I I don't think they're actually a threat to win the game, but it's the hook. It's the half point that I, I could definitely see this being 31 to 10 Alabama in the fourth quarter and Mississippi State scores and that half point gets you. So I'm going to put five on the Bulldogs. Georgia is at Auburn. Georgia is favored by three points. I'm going to keep riding the Georgia streak this year. I'm going to put 11 on the Bulldogs. At some point in time, they may have to pass to win, but uh, who knows if it's this weekend or not. I'm going nine on Auburn. I think they'll win the game straight up. I think it's tough uh, to, to have that bullseye on the road against your big rival. And especially when you've not had the number one ranking this late in the year since Herschel Walker. When I look at the way these two teams match up, Auburn's defense is every bit as good as Georgia's. I think on Johnson is as good a running back as Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. I think there's a big advantage at quarterback between Jared Stidham and a freshman and Jake Fromm, who's played okay. But in a lot of these games, they've asked him to make one or two throws max. I mean, they're out there winning these games where he's throwing for 80 yards, 110 yards. I I don't think that'll cut it in this game. Uh, and And I just think that bullseye on the road against your big rival when their personnel matches up so well with yours, it's a big revenge spot. Remember, this time last year, Auburn was arguably the hottest team in college football. They were in the top ten after that terrible start. And then they went down to they went down to Georgia, Kirby Smart, struggling for a signature win, and, and Georgia pulls that big upset. So I, I think all those factors and all those intangibles and that situation, and I don't think Georgia's personnel is so much better than Auburn's to overcome that. So I'm going with Auburn nine points on the Tigers. We're seven games in. You've got Texas 
Christian beating Oklahoma. You have Iowa State beating Oklahoma State. You have Utah beating Washington State. And you have Auburn beating Georgia. Yeah, that's carnage. That's a lot of carnage. Um, Kansas State's at home against West Virginia. I'm putting one and a half. Uh, I'm putting rally two, rather two points on KSU to cover the one and a half. And I know this is one of your favorites. Yeah, but they're not an underdog. Oh, you know? that's right. So I'm going to put four on Kansas State, but I'm not really confident. Next game is Michigan at Maryland. Michigan, 14-point favorites. I just think the physicality of Michigan really getting their running game going, their defensive effort last week against Minnesota was impressive. 14 points, I'm not necessarily concerned about that because I don't know how many Maryland's going to score. I get like 31-10 kind of a game. I'm going to put 10 points on Michigan to cover this one. Actually, 31-10 was my official prediction. and. Yeah, you know, I've not um, laid a lot of wood with Michigan at any point this year. But they are beginning to build some momentum. They're little by little establishing an identity on offense. They're running games now in the, up into the top 25, I think, or 27 in the country. And when I'm, you look at Maryland here, they're either going to go with a banged-up fourth-string quarterback or, if he's not healthy, a walk-on fifth-string quarterback against Don Brown. Uh, no, no, don't don't do that. Um, Maryland in the last two years under Har- against Harbaugh have scored a combined three points against Michigan. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I just think I don't see how Maryland scores more than ten or fourteen points unless Michigan's minus three in turnovers. And I think they're running the ball too well now to do that. Um, so I, I, I I'm going to lay the points here big time with Michigan. This is my fourteen point game this week. Penn State's at home against Rutgers. 28.5 is the line. And the hook in this one worries me, even though Rutgers is not great. Um, Penn State, back-to-back losses. What are they playing for now? So I'm only going to put three on Rutgers, but that's where I'm going. Yeah, I read this game the same way you did. And the hook, everything. But I'm going to put three on Penn State. I think they're a little – what are they playing for now? Ohio State losing gives them an opening they didn't previously have because we have this tiebreaker in the big 10 where if if more than two teams tie and not everybody's got the head-to-head on everybody else highest ranking in the college football playoff is the next tiebreaker so there's a there's a little bit more of a window for them than it looked like they were going to have after they lost to sparty and they can thank the university of iowa for that so I, i mean i could see them winning this game with you know by a huge number but like you i'm scared of the hook so i'll take penn state but i'm only going to put three on it just like you just the other way ohio state 14 and a half point favorites against michigan state in the horseshoe i am putting four on sparty to cover i probably should have went a little harder on that one but ohio state still still has a talent but michigan state i think can ugly stick this one up Uh, 17 and four in his career at michigan state as an underdog with 14 straight up wins that's mark d'antonio that's insane and he's covered the last two years against ohio state as a major underdog so i'm putting 14 on sparty to cover that number yeah one year with a backup quarterback that was brutal uh two it was two years ago in the horseshoe i think as a matter of fact yep 13 on sparty i'm sorry 13 indiana nine point favorites on the road at illinois illinois just sucks. I'm putting nine on Indiana for that reason. I just, 
Indiana, what you doing? I don't know what they are. Right. I don't know what you're doing. Their coach so, is a raving lunatic. Yeah, I, I'm putting one on Indiana. I, I don't know who they're. I don't know who the quarterback is. I don't know a damn thing. Northwestern at home, as we established early on this podcast, five-point favorites at home against Purdue, just five points. Maybe it's just their inability to put up numbers as much as anything. Five is a weird number, though. Um, I'm putting 12 on the Cats. Yeah, that number, nah, I'm not falling for the banana the pale tailpipe, brother. Something ain't right about that. Northwestern gets into the top 25. Purdue starting quarterbacks out for the year. Nah, I'm going seven points on Purdue. This is a te- only- this is a technical trade you're making. Yes, no, not not only, fundamental. I'm only doing it because the guys that make the lines know more than me. And I and I, I looked at this line a lot today, and I tried to come up with a scenario where I could just if, if I was making the line just straight up on data and and where the two teams are right now, how I could justify not making it at least eight points, and I I can't so. Somebody knows something I don't know, so I'm going with Purdue. Minnesota, one-and-a-half-point favorite at home, opening line against Nebraska. Where is this line at now? Do you know the number? I think it's gone up to two-and-a-half. Minnesota's a a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. I, I, You know... At this point in time, maybe it's the reverse jinx, and I'm fine with that either way. I'm I'm fine giving up a big number with Nebraska. I'm putting 13 on the Huskers. Wow. No way are they going to lose to this Minnesota team. No way. Come on. Well, you know, Minnesota and Northwestern have kind of had Nebraska's number in the last few years. And it's a game, if Minnesota has any hope of bowl eligibility, they have to win. Um, And they're back home after a brutal stretch against two of their three big rivals in the conference, Iowa and Michigan. So I think it's a situational game for them. Uh, Crushing overtime loss for Nebraska, kind of the final nail in the coffin for Mike Riley if that hadn't already been applied. So I'm going to go with Minnesota here because of the situation, but it's not a confident lean, only two points. Yeah, if Minnesota wins this one as far as nails and coffins, it's like, dude, he's dead already. Save your ammunition. Um, All right, this leads us to what Dace has teased us with multiple times. One of the most amazing trends he's ever seen. We'll get to that right after this break for our sponsor. The black and gold unites us all, but then what? Kevin the Flag Guy from Heartland Flags here. If you're listening to this podcast, you bleed black and gold. But what comes after the Hawks? For me, it's the Cincinnati Reds and Cincinnati Bengals. Nope, can't explain it. What about you, Packers and Wizards? Pelicans and Sharks? NASCAR and the Jags? Bulls, Bucks, and Chargers? Whatever flag you want, we've got it. Jump online to heartlandflags.com and shop our huge inventory of sports teams' flags. You won't find a better selection or better prices anywhere. Guaranteed. And to top it off, free shipping on all purchases at heartlandflags.com. Oh, and that Iowa flag you've been flying since the Hawks last went to the Orange Bowl? Time to step up and freshen up with a new design. Check out our Hawkeye selection when you're shopping for your other favorite team flags at heartlandflags.com, where you'll never pay for shipping. We are back. Dace, I will let you go first, as you and I both have the same number of points on this game. It remains to be seen if we're taking the same team. Neither of us has given our 15-point game of the week. What trend have you been sitting on for the past 20 minutes that we have to know about? 
Well, there's two amazing trends surrounding Iowa's football program. One of them I've already shared on Twitter today. The other one I kept for the podcast, Mm. just for our listeners, okay? So the one I shared on Twitter earlier today is, you know, there's this notion, well, you know, Iowa plays up to or down the level of its competition. You know what? That turns out it's true. In the last four years, Iowa against unranked teams is only 16 and 19 against the spread. Against ranked teams, Iowa is 8 and 2, okay? So absolutely it is true. Iowa plays up or down, pardon me, up or down to the level of its competition. So that trend in and of itself points to Iowa, especially when you throw in the Wisconsin injury report. But this trend I'm about to share with our audience, it's a mind scrambler. It blew me away when I saw this. In its last 11 games played after November 1st against teams with a 750 win percentage or better, Iowa is 11 and 0 against the spread. Hmm. Let me repeat that. In its last 11 games played after November 1st against teams with a 750 or better win percentage, Iowa is 11 and 0 against the spread. Those are hot That's, teams, those are good teams, and yes. Iowa has covered every time. That's insane when I saw that. Okay, insane. And uh, and that trend is so good, I want to give attribution on that, all right? War. That's Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports dug up that trend. Hmm. Okay? So he you you dig up something like that, you you deserve attribution. Yeah, I mean if it's if it's just a run of the mill trend, we're going to steal right. it and keep it as ours. Exactly. It's not like I mean, let, Yeah, it's like okay. Led Zeppelin, bro. We have no standards, but we do have some shame. Okay, so when you uncover the stat of stats, we will get, we will we not worthy this, and Wayne and Garth will acknowledge your accomplishment. All right. So when you throw those two things in, I think Iowa has the better quarterback. Um, I, I think Wisconsin's team is really beat up. Uh, I'm I'm taking Iowa, and I'm really tempted to sprinkle some on the money line. I'll say Wisconsin maybe escapes at home at the end, and maybe it's just karma. You know, when you lose a game to Iowa two years ago, could you just drop the ball on the goal line and hand it to them, okay? That maybe when you play them again two years later in the same situation, you get the break goes your way, okay? But I'm putting 15 on Iowa to cover the 12 and a half. Well, I, too, have 15 on... Or the 13, I'm sorry. Yeah, I have 15 on this game. And when I saw the opening line, I was scratching my head wondering, okay, is this is this Vegas begging me to take Iowa? And I, I thought about it a lot this week. And I don't know whether they're begging me to take them or not because they know something I don't know, which they typically do. I can't do it. That's too big of a line for a Wisconsin offense that I'm still not sold on. A Wisconsin offense that loses their top receiver, Cephas. He and Fumagalli both have 30 receptions thus far this season, tied for the team lead. Cephas with six touchdown receptions to Fumagalli's two. Six is the most on the team. He's been their best, most productive receiver. He's out. I don't know that Phil Parker will do this, but if I'm him, I am dialing up run blitz after run blitz after run blitz. And just I'm going to try and let Alex Hornibrook beat me. 
and not their vaunted rushing attack. Don't know if Iowa will do it or not. I have a hard time believing that unless Iowa totally pees down their leg with turnovers, that Wisconsin can cover that number against a, a pretty stout Iowa defense. You can throw statistics out this year for Iowa's defense with the exception of their scoring defense. They're very, very good in that. It's not going to be a year where Iowa's NCAA statistical rankings are going to wow you or amaze you, but you can't tell me that this isn't a good Iowa defense because it is. Those of you wanting to see Iowa come out with another fantastic offensive attack and as variable as it was last week they may try to do some of those things i think the weather can make them play left-handed i just think it's going to be another one of those low scoring games between these two programs because of the elements primarily and i think i was going to cover that line 15 points for me as well on the hawkeyes right now steve as we talk i'm on weather underground this is uh 10:06 p.m on thursday night Game time is set for um, game time is set for two thirty, and it looks like temperatures are going to be right around what thirty seven degrees for a high on Saturday in Madison, Wisconsin, and at two o'clock, yeah, thirty six. So and winds out of the south at ten miles per hour. So doesn't look like there's going to be precipitation, which is I think a good thing. Um, but it is going to be cold, hard footballs, 